The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, isn't this the one that used to sit and beg? Some said, it is, but others said, no, it just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees who asked him how he was able to see, he said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you say, have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin. Are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that he had been thrown out, he found him and said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe Lord. And he worshiped him. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. I mean, I don't know about you, but every Mass I have when Deacon Michael processes with the Gospel up like that and the candles on either side, I'm, I'm moved to the core. And I'm not moved to the core by the, by the pageantry of it or look at the way it looks and all that. But this is what is happening at that moment for you and for me. Jesus Christ is passing by. In my prayer right before reading of the gospel, I said, open the ears of my heart, Lord. I want to hear you. I want to hear your living word. The voice may change, but the word is eternal, and you are speaking to me in the today of my life. That's just my own reflection, just sharing with you all with a certain sense of vulnerable trust, just to put it out there. Here's the reality, though. In this very moment, Jesus Christ is passing by. Where am I? It's a question each one of us can take to our heart and only we can take to our heart. Where am I? It could be, well, Father, I, I'm here. I'm here, and it's good that you are here. It's a good choice of us to be here. And not only those of us who are physically here, those who are online that are here. A lot of people online, I was talking to someone from, 
from Indiana, their families in Indiana, and said, my parents are parishioners in Indiana. They watch every live stream. Well, greetings in Indiana. So wherever we find ourselves, Jesus Christ is passing by. Yet the question remains, where am I? We have a choice every day to choose a path. And Jesus comes to meet us every day of our life on that path. The question is, where am I as Jesus Christ passes by? We read in the gospel account that for the blind man, the man born blind, Jesus passed by. And Jesus saw him. When you read the gospels, Jesus saw him, but Jesus wasn't gonna go over to him and heal him. It just said Jesus saw him. But then his apostles trying to understand sin said, who sinned, him or his fathers? Because that was his, his, him or his parents. Because that was the understanding of sin. And Jesus, at that moment, he said, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you something about God's love in the world and his mercy in the world and how he wants everybody to see. And he goes over. And I don't know about you, but he does something very awkward and very weird. <laughs> he spits. He spits in the ground. And he takes a little mud and he takes all that and he, and he puts it on his eyes and he rubs it and he goes, go to the pool of Siloam, which means scent, and wash yourself and do that. The man was blind. Who led him to the pool of Siloam? Did he know about it? Had he been there before? Was he searching for some kind of healing? Did he want to see? We know in other gospel accounts there was blind Bartimaeus on the, on the side of the road crying out, outside of Jericho, Lord Jesus, have pity on me, a sinner. And everybody in the whole crowd said, be quiet. Go over there, be quiet. No, 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 Lord Jesus, have pity on me. He said, be quiet. And then he came to Jesus. He says, what do you want? He says, I want to see. The man born blind had never seen in his life and wanted to see. He could hear the voice of Jesus. He didn't know it was Jesus. He was led outside, mud put on his eyes. Who has touched me right now? That's weird. What are you doing? He heard the verse, go, 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 go to the pool of Siloam. And he heard the voice of truth in his heart, and he went, and he trusted, because that's all he had. That's all he had. A lot of people passed him by. It says, isn't that the beggar that was always on the side, always there? Everybody's talking about A lot of people passed him by, but Jesus was passing him by, saw him, loved him, and turned to him and offered healing to him. My brothers and sisters in Christ, here's the truth. Each and every one of us were born blind. We were born blind. And it was at the moment of our baptism when maybe if you were like me, I was 10 days old and my mom and dad who were watching on live stream, they can recall it in their mind, our Lady of Mercy went there and they took me to that baptismal font. We were taken to that baptismal font or we're here and looking forward to that moment at the Easter vigil where we will be taken to the baptismal font. 
And it was there that we were giving sight. The baptismal rite is so rich. We can read about David in the first reading where he's anointed and God sent Samuel to go anoint him and everything. We have been anointed. I had seven baptisms yesterday. It was so beautiful. And every baptism, before you baptize that child, you take the oil of catechumen and you anoint their heart and ask for the strength of Christ over their heart. Why would you anoint their heart? You anoint the doorway into their future temple where the Holy Spirit will dwell. When a church is blessed, the bishop blesses the door first and then goes in and blesses the church. The doorway is blessed first. After that, the baby is baptized. Immediately after the baptism, holy chrism is put on the top of their head. They're anointed that they may participate, the chrism of salvation, participate in the priesthood, prophecy, and kingship of Jesus Christ. You're a part of a kingly nation. It's like putting a crown on the head. All you little boys, all of us older boys, men, we truly are princes. Jesus is a king, we are a prince. All you little girls, all you grown women, Independent of your age, you are princesses because Jesus is a king and you're anointed and a crown is put on your head through that sacred chrism. Then at baptism, the white baptismal garment is placed over. Remember that Christian dignity. You're called to communion with God and bring that white garment unstained into eternal life. Then from that, the godparents and the parents are standing there so proudly. And the bishop, or the bishop or the priest or the deacon takes that candle, as we will at the Easter vigil, lights it from the Paschal candle, which represents Jesus Christ, the light of the world, takes that light, receives that light, and says to those godparents, receive the light of Christ. And then goes on and says, walk always. Help them, parents and godparents. Help them to walk always as children of the light. Does it sound familiar? St. Paul encouraging those first Christians in that second reading, walk always as a child of the light. Confirmation, which isn't a graduation, it's the fullness of baptism. Confirmation is when those young people, when they reach 14, and sometimes in a baptismal rite, I jokingly say to those godparents, you have to keep that candle lit until they're 14 years old. And everybody laughs. Carry it in the car. Go to the grocery store with it. Be on that Zoom meeting on Monday with it. Carry it, that light everywhere you go. Maybe not physically, but by the way you live, you are a light and be a light for this child. At confirmation, one receives the fullness of baptism. That's where they stand up and say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want him to help me see. I want to hear him. My brothers and sisters of Christ, we are all born blind, but Jesus has given us sight. And we're called to walk always in the light. 
But if we're honest, if all of us are really honest, there are moments where we look and we say, where am I right now? I feel like I'm in darkness. Like Father Mike spoke last weekend. I'm in the fog. I'm in the fog and the darkness of my anxiety, of my concern, of my worry, of my desire to control, of my fear. I am in that moment. And it's in the darkness where we can lose sight of Christ. It was in the darkness for Peter when they came out of the dark where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying and they came and took Jesus and took him before Caiaphas, the high priest. And Peter was near a fire but in the darkness. And it was a woman, a girl who came out and called him out and said, you know him, you know him. And Peter said, I do not. And he denied Christ three times and he whipped, wept bitterly. She was in the light. He was in the shadows for fear. Fear overcame Peter's faith in that moment. We can fall into fear. We can fall into a certain degree of darkness and fear where we fear being light in the world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. When we see darkness in the world and we're called to be light, there's darkness in the world because there truly is disordered love. And there is ordered love, there is truth. And Jesus comes to meet us in that moment. He is love, he's gonna search us out, he's gonna meet us, and he's trying to call us back into the light, he being the light. As Paul says in that, again, second reading, shine it on the light. Let the light shine on those dark places. Expose them, first and foremost, in our own hearts. I find great consolation as a priest in my own prayer in different moments to say, you know what? I am not gonna change anybody I have a hard enough time trying to change my own heart. But if I try, with the help of God's grace, Lord, to shine the light on the areas that are dark or where I'm hiding from you, you can bring your light into my world and then others may be impacted by that. So for us to look and say, where am I? Jesus is passing by. Where am I? Honestly, where am I in my heart? Am I hiding? Am I fearful? Am I anxious? Am I struggling? How long has it been since I've experienced something very awkward like that man born blind? To step in the confessional is awkward. It's hard. Why would I do that? Those of us who are Catholic who received our first Holy Communion were taught that with our first confession. Jesus doesn't want us to be afraid of exposing those areas of darkness in our heart to the light of his truth, to know the truth about God. I tell the kids who come from the school up for confession all the time, here's the simplicity about it. It's a sacrament of healing. 
We come because God loves us. Loves us. Coming here and cracking the door and coming in is a real act of love for God. We just say we're sorry. And we ask him for help. Because we want to see him when he passes by. We want to hear his voice when he talks to us in the day. We want him to lead us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the truth. Life is messy. Church is messy at times. And we can all step out of the light into areas of darkness. But it's important to expose that and not be afraid to expose our heart to the light of Christ and then to walk always as children of the light. Children of the light aren't wagging their finger at other people like the Pharisees were in the, in the gospel day. They're wagging the finger. They didn't understand sin. They were pointing the finger at others and failed to acknowledge the sin in their own hearts. And Jesus looks at each one of us personally and says, I want to bring my light into your heart. I want you to walk as children of the light. My brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus Christ is passing by as he does every day. The question for you and me is, where am I? Where am I? Am I walking in the light? Jesus, help me walk in your light.